Hey guys, welcome to another edition of Happy, Sad, Confused. I am Josh Horowitz, and you are listening to my weekly podcast, where I talk to cool folks and talk to cool folks like you. See, I talk to cool folks, meaning I interview cool folks, but I'm also talking to you, other cool folks. Basically, it's all about cool folks. And this week is no exception. This week's guest on Happy Second Fused is the extremely talented, the manly man, the <laughs> the leading man, the up-and-comer that is Jai Courtney. Uh, Jai Courtney... You know, two or three years ago, who the hell was Jai Courtney, right? None of us really knew. And now he's in like 17 different franchises. He, uh, I, I think I first, well, I know I first met him. We talk about this. I first met him on the set of Divergent. He was in the first couple of those films in that series. He was in the last Die Hard movie. He is now filming Suicide Squad, that crazy new Warner Brothers um kind of villain team-up movie, and he is also one of the stars in the sequel slash reboot slash, I don't know what you want to call it, Terminator Genesis, which is about to come out as we uh, speak here today. Uh, Terminator Genesis was a pleasant surprise, I have to say. I, um, I don't know. The first trailers, I was not into it. I will confess, I was a little worried. I've been burned before. We've all been burned before in the Terminator franchise. Uh, Terminator Salvation, I don't know how or why uh, that movie exists in such a horrible way, given the sum of its parts, given that Christian Bale's in it and a lot of other cool people. Uh, it didn't work. But the good news is Terminator Genesis is, and I describe it this way to everybody, it's a fun summer movie. Is it as good as the James Cameron first two Terminator movies? No, but it's actually a lot of fun. Does it make much sense? I'm not sure, but I enjoyed the action sequences. It kept moving. I enjoyed uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger back in action as the Terminator. Uh, there was enough for me to leave the theater saying I got my money's worth. So check out Terminator Genesis, uh, perhaps the start of a whole new Terminator trilogy. We will see. That depends on you guys. Uh, thrilled to talk to Jai Courtney, who... Is actually a way different in person, way different talking to than you would appear, you would think on screen. Um, he is, you know, on screen, he's a tough guy. He's an imposing presence. Um, he's actually super funny, um, super uh, relaxed and just unguarded. And uh, I had a blast talking to him. I always have a blast talking to him. I was thrilled that he came into the studio to chat with me for a whole long while to talk about his career, his. Um, you know, how he got into the business, his relationships, talk about Shia LaBeouf, um, Suicide Squad, a whole lot more in this conversation. So I know you guys are going to enjoy it. Uh, what else can I tell you about? Oh, here's something. You guys know I like to do this. Ask for some of your questions on Twitter. Uh, always keep them coming in. Use the hashtag happy, sad, confused. Let's read off a couple questions and I'll answer them for you. Uh, Camilla wants to know, who was your first happy, sad, confused picture? Uh, that was, in fact, the lovely, the talented uh, Jessica Chastain was the very first happy, sad, confused photo way back when, uh, when she was promoting Zero Dark Thirty. Fun fact, I did not do another happy, sad, confused photo uh, for about six, seven months. I just kind of forgot about it and disregarded it as an idea. And then I returned to doing it uh, later that year. And it's been crazy ever since uh let's see what else do we have here uh ryan keely who was on an after hours episode way back when uh check it out called escalation uh with m night Shyamalan, uh, asks me why do i smell weird i have hygienic issues i apologize ryan um 
best memory with Daniel Radcliffe, Iron Man. I don't know if that's the actual Iron Man. It's Pauline M. I wants to know. Um, her favorite video is the one where we were roommates. Uh, that's an awesome video, if I do say so myself. I'm not complimenting myself. I'm complimenting Dan Rad. Um, that's a good memory. What's my favorite memory with Daniel Radcliffe? Um, we had a really fun shoot last year for Halloween in a Halloween shop that was closed just for us. And Dan dressed up as a werewolf man just for me. Uh, we've done a lot of crazy shoots. Oh, you know what's a fun memory? He, he punched me in the face once. Um, that happened. Uh, yeah, it was kind of scripted, but it hurt. He kind of hurt me. So um, I will be suing Daniel Radcliffe and become a multi-gajillionaire. Harry Potter, Potter money is so sweet. Harry Pitter money is pretty sweet too. Um, that's all for the questions and answers this week. Keep them on coming into uh, Twitter via hashtag happy, sad, confused. Maybe I'll answer them next week. We can all dream, right? I'll probably answer it. I don't get that many questions, so just send it in. Uh, in the meanwhile, uh, go check out Terminator Genesis this week. Enjoy your July 4th and uh, enjoy this conversation with... It might be July 4th week, but we can celebrate an Aussie, right? We're, we're adults here. Uh, enjoy Mr. Jai Courtney. Uh, no, it's you good. could never be on my shit list. Well, we'll see. The, the interview has just started. It's good to see you, though. You too, man. Uh, a lot to talk about. Is there? Is there? I don't know. What do you want to talk about today? We've got a lot no, of time. It's up to you. We, can, we, we have time to just dive in. Right on. Rock and roll. Okay. Um, let's see. Where should we start? You know, here's a place to start. I remember the first time I met you. You probably don't remember. It wasn't meaningful for you. Yeah, it was. Where was it? Um, one of these places. No. One of these buildings somewhere. No. It was on the set of Divergence. Was it? Yeah. Oh, okay. You scared the shit out of me. You were really scary Good. to me. Was that the intent? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> were you just, do you think you were just focused? Or is your, do you think you it naturally intimidate people with your manly presence? Or is that just me projecting? Do you think I naturally intimidate people with my manly presence? Apparently, for me, you did. Why? I don't know. You're what, a big dude. What is it that's intimidating? Uh, you're still. I mean, you know, I'm gaze. like a big cuddly bear now. You, we have hugged. I feel many times. <laughs> sometimes on camera, sometimes off. It won't be the last. <laughs> it's going to be lots. Um, you are. I guess you're just calm down. Calm down. This is being recorded. This is not just for us. I'm down. I don't care. <laughs> Um, sleeve, you, you're in the middle of working. I am. In both respects, doing the good work for Terminator. Yes. But also, obviously, Suicide Squad. Suicide is. Squad is happening as we speak. Are yeah. you, is part of your head on the set still? Or are you? Pretty scattered, yeah. Um, yeah, kind of. We've been doing nights for, like, best part of a couple months. It's wild, though, dude. It's how much like, How much more do you have to go? Uh, we're till the end of August, so we're only, when, yeah, we've got a while. So, oh, let's get that out of the way, because I know you can't right. reveal too much on that, but... Um, can you can you give me a sense of sort of like there's been so much like photography of the set like are you guys aware of sort of like the press about it during production and has that I bothered think so you guys? A little. I mean we were we were well it's always funny often you'll go into a movie usually like franchise stuff where it's like super protected and you know you're signing all sorts of you know agreements and things to not reveal details. Um, we I think we guess I guess they launched some images officially like the week before we started because we knew we were going to get snapped up and like yeah we can't say anything about it but right you know fans now and like bloggers and stuff have a pretty fair idea of what's going on was this an easy decision to put yourself on the mix for something like this because 
you know, you only get in the superhero genre, you can't do, unless you're Ryan Reynolds, you can't be in like six different superhero yeah, movies right. at once, right? <laughs> so was he this... He can be in as many as he wants. Uh, apparently. <laughs> uh, this was funny, actually. I was on a road trip with, uh, with Shia LaBeouf down to New Orleans filming to film a movie we did last year called Man Down. Yeah. Uh, and we were like getting chummy because we were playing mates. And uh, he was telling me all about Fury and his experience with David Ayer, who directed that, and saying how his next project was going to be this thing called Suicide Squad. And we launched into this discussion about comic book films. And I can be quoted as saying, I'll never do a comic book movie. And, uh, you know, I, I loved Ayer's work and whatever, but I was sitting there kind of being like, you know, genre is like saturated. There's so much of this shit at the moment and all this stuff. And two weeks later, I get a Skype call with David Ayer and he's like thinking about you coming on board for this thing and I'm like anything yeah. <laughs> whatever you would like I love the genre I, I, I love, love you I'm such a comic book kid <laughs> whatever you want um, but I did feel that way yeah. you know genuinely he's uh, a director I think is really prolific and uh, I think you know my attitude wasn't that strong about comic book things you know it was more just banter in the car but uh, I was you know genuinely curious about what he wanted to do with right. something like this and um you know, I think the DC world, you know, where they're letting that property go is um, perhaps a little less glossy and kind of darker. And, sure. Um, you know, they shoot on film, which might not mean much to some people, but it's becoming increasingly rare. Sure. Um, and for kind of, you know, purists, one of which I'm not, but, you know, I can like yeah. uh, jump on board with that kind of, uh, you know, ejaculation <laughs> about... <laughs> Choosing your words carefully. Such things. That is the proper word for this, this, this subject. It kind of is. You know? <laughs> right? Um, has it been fun to see what Jared's been doing? Ever, but there's so much curiosity with that character. Yeah. That's like the most yeah, beloved. Yeah, it's dope. No, villain, look, you know? and it's, look, I don't think any of us are naive to the pressure he's perhaps under. Um, it's not something I've talked about with him, but he's. Uh, I've seen him working, and uh, it's, it's, it's cool, man. Is he full method? Is he Daniel Day-Lewis-ing it? Um, so, uh, sort of. I don't know. I don't know if any. I don't know what how you measure that these days. Right. I haven't seen him since we started working out of character. Put it that way. Okay. Fair enough. Um, congrats on Terminator. I saw it. Thanks. This is a really fun movie. I it really, I, you know, and it's it's a movie that like those fanboys. Like I, I was excited. I was also like, okay, is it going to work? Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. That kind of thing. And it, it did work for me. It's, it's a super fun summer movie. It's a blast to see Arnold doing his thing again. Um. What was the first meeting with Arnold like? He is a force. He is, yeah. He's totally larger than life. Um, I guess kind of, I don't know. I mean, I didn't. I never really have expectations when I'm meeting someone who's kind of iconic or, a, you know, a hero of mine. I think it's best to reserve those um, kind of uh, opinions and, and judgment. But, um, yeah, he was great. I mean, he has a lot of fun doing what he does. And, yeah. you know, he loves this world. He loves playing this character. Um you know, he really impressed me. I think it's easy to underestimate what's happening there uh, from a performance perspective because, right. you know, the the you know perhaps you could you could think the character is somewhat two dimensional, but right. it's there's a lot of choices happening there that you know you might not necessarily assume. Um, and I think I found sort of new respect for him as an actor, really, in in kind of you know what he has to do playing something that's bionic, <laughs> you know. <laughs> 
<laughs> what percentage of the things that come out of his mouth between takes is semi inappropriate? Because I feel like he's always on the edge. Oh, he's a he's a jokester. I mean, like, right? he, yeah, he likes to kind of bullshit a bit, and right. But that's fun. I mean, that was fitting. We we all had a lot of laughs on this shoot. I mean, you you mentioned like working with people on that level, like looking at the the filmography in the last few years. It's mm. kind of insane. It seems like almost like you're picking or projects are picking you based on just like the giant level of these are not just great actors they're movie stars yeah um and is that something that i mean you say not being phased by it or not or at least not revealing that you're phased by it was that something from the start that you just innately came to you or you realized this is the way i have to be with no it's no it's none of it's been calculated or anything i mean it's just you know i take each job as it comes and and you know when an opportunity opportunities like rolled along those are the things that factor in as kind of you know what's exciting about the project or yeah. who's doing it or whatever you're always looking at that stuff but um no, it is kind of weird. You know, I, I have had this string of like, you know, either male actors who are kind of heroes for me and yeah. um, some great female actors, directors. You know, it's just been, it's been a cool little ride. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's not something I planned. Is uh, Amelia lovely in this film? She She's uh, obviously also kind of well known for this Game of Thrones thing. Yeah, of course. You know, I haven't watched Game of Thrones Catch up, bro. Have you been watching? Are you? Yeah, all I have. I ha- I have to like. I haven't finished this season. Okay. Do you, um, have you, I'm aware that has, it's been spoiled for you already. It hasn't been spoiled. It has not been spoiled. Do you feel the tension in the? Uh, no, yeah, but I feel power I'm over also you for, like, for a change. I'm sort of at that point with the series where I'm like, it, I mean, Doesn't I'm matter. not scared because <laughs> everyone's dying at some point. Right. Right. What? Um. Are you a big? Uh, just consumer of pop culture in all respects I mean are you watching TV are you seeing a lot of movies TV I don't get a chance to do too much of I'm more likely to lock into a series like that and just drill it online yeah um yeah what's the last what's the last one you went straight through on like uh TV stuff I mean uh well I'm doing Thrones at the moment House of Cards great I'm I'm a season behind on that one yeah right you got to get it on, man. I know. Uh, what else has there been, really? I don't see. I don't get. I don't do a ton. I'm doing Hannibal right now. Oh, I haven't. haven't People gone are saying there. it's good. It's, it's good. It's really good. Good right. acting. Amazing visuals. It's very well done. I never did Walking Dead. I didn't stick with it. I probably honest. won't happen. It's I also like, have this problem where, like, if I let something get too far away from me, I'll just never. I'll like never go there. Well, it's also like the sheer volume at a certain point yeah. becomes insane. Like, okay, I can... It's intimidating. Right. Like, I can do 20 or 30 episodes, yeah. but once you get into, like, 70 or 80, yeah, it's like, I need to be an invalid. Break, I, yeah. I'm not... Yeah, it's not going to happen. Right? That's yeah, true. <laughs> um, okay, let's talk about... Let's go deep. You ready? Yeah. Let's, let's talk about Little Jai. Okay. Is Little Jai with me right now? Right here. The, the little boy? Yeah. Um, well, I've never known a Jai before, so you're the first Jai in my life. Congratulations. Thank you. Is it a, is it a more common name? Congratulations to you. <laughs> Is it a more common name back home or is it? No, no, it's not. I don't, I don't, do I, I don't know if I know any other Jais. I don't think I do. I've, I've met a couple. Okay. Uh, no, it's not a common name. So oh, any meaning behind it? Is it a. Yeah. My folks actually got it from the original Tarzan TV series from the sixties. No kidding. Yeah. Apparently there was a little boy in the jungle oh. that he like, you know, adopts called Jai. Okay. Yeah. As, do you feel like a Jai? Would you, if you could change your name to anything, what would you change like, your name to? Do I to? feel like a little boy in the jungle? No, but if you want to take it there, sure. I do feel like a Jai. Yeah. Yeah? I mean, yeah. What do you, I mean, do you feel like a Josh? Yeah, I guess I do. That is your name, right? <laughs> Asshole. Yes. <laughs> what if I said no? What's Kevin? I'd be like, bullshit. <laughs> 
they have like six of me here. It's like the Terminator. They just like, keep replicating me. <laughs> okay, so going back when you were a kid, um, <laughs> when, uh, when did you start acting? Uh, started acting when I was in, I, I guess like elementary school. I was involved in this, these groups, this ensemble program that the like Department of Education ran. Uh-huh. And it was super cool because it was outside of school. Um, I wasn't much into, like, I was a drama student and, and, you know, a pretty good one, but I wasn't into the school theatre stuff so much. It was kind of something I did on my own, separate. And these programs kind of ran, I was able to stay involved through, like, fifth and sixth grade and then up all the way through high school. And that gave me an introduction to theatre and, um, you know, kind of harnessed that, like, show-off, like, energy, passion for performance that I had going on. Um, and then the natural progression from that, you know, I met some people who had come through that and then studied at some of the great like theater institutions we have in Oz. And, um, so when I was kind of lost a year after high school and not knowing what the hell I wanted to do in my life, that seemed like a, um, you know, a really interesting path to choose. And, uh, wasn't until I started studying that I really thought this could be a career and something I wanted to do. Was there, was there a plan a before acting came into the picture no and that's the thing like it's it really is one of those it's i don't know whether these are like inspirational words or not because i've been asked before like you know what's the secret how do you like do that and it's like i don't know because if this doesn't work out i'm fucked (laughs) like Like, like literally i got nothing i got nothing no like i got nothing (laughs) (laughs) like and that's funny because as as kind of stupid as that sounds i think there is something in my attitude uh, you know, if I look at it, I never gave myself an option. Right. You know, and that's like not, I don't mean that to sound like follow your dreams. You should. Yeah. But it just, I just honestly had no, it right. was like, no, this yeah. is, this will work out because it must. Down the other path, this is like a, the saddest story ever where right. I'm like, so what have you been up to the last 10, 15 years? Uh, nothing. This, I, I, I got nothing. I got, <laughs> almost nothing the last four years. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Did, um, did people, did people that you came up with, were they able to make a living too? Were you the anomaly in that group or were you, uh, I mean, how much, when you look back, how much of it is luck? How much of it is a perseverance? How much of it is being in the right place? It's at the right all time? of it. It's all of it. And you don't, you can't control when it's sort of, you need to draw on which thing, you know? And right. it's like, I mean, you have to be talented and hardworking and committed and, you know, I think what still inspires me about, you know, peers of mine, friends I have that I studied with or whatever that are, you know, it's like you have to have that drive to keep auditioning, you know, keep, right. you know, for us, the common thing is to kind of perhaps get some work back home and then start making trips out to the States and get reps in LA. And, sure. you know, it's a, it's a very, um, it's a real kind of formula. Uh, but no, look, I mean, look, even without having perhaps you know, the level of exposure that I might at the moment, you know, a lot of my good friends that I came through drama school with are, are able to support themselves and are working quite regularly. And right. that's really all we hope for, you know, is right. that you can make a living out of doing what you love. Um, and I think, you know, as you, as jobs start to stack up, your your ambitions grow and, you know, we might all want it all to begin with, but I also think there's a healthy amount of stuff that can come your way. And, you know, I, I look. I wouldn't change anything. Maybe it's easy for me to say, being in the position I'm in. But right. um, you know, I, I I don't know that like coming out of the gates and becoming a huge star on the first job would have been a smart thing for the kind of person I am. Sure. And I don't feel like I'm that yet. You know, I don't know if that's something I want yet. Right. And, and 
When did you start to get into the mix or come to the States on a regular basis or start to get? It was after uh, I had a, a, about a year out of drama school. I got a job uh, on a show called Spartacus mm-hmm. uh, on the Stars Network back in 2009. And uh, on that, I kind of I made some relationships with people who had been doing that a bit. I had no idea what that, that all meant, how you go to America. Sure. And I knew I wanted to do it, but I didn't really have a clue how to get to that step, you know. Right. Um, and I kind of got schooled through them about what, who you speak to, what you do, how you, you know, and just started doing it, man. And then it was like a couple of years before I got a job again. Um, but yeah, after about two years of knockbacks and that's like, that's, that's, that's tough times, you know, pilot season for anyone who knows what that means sure. is like, that's a, that's a grind. Um, and if you can scrape the money to, together to get on a plane again and come back and do that several times a year, um, you know, then you, you just got to hope that at, um, at some point on one of those trips, you bag a gig. Is, is there an audition that you think of back in those early days where you were like, okay, this is the one that's going to turn it. I think I've got it. You didn't end up getting it, but it's like, this is going to change the career and it didn't come. This out. is going to sound like bullshit, but it's the one I got, Yeah. you know? And it was funny because it had come at a time when I really wasn't feeling like being in LA anymore. Um, I remember coming back for that trip. I nearly didn't get on the plane because... I just was like, I just, I, you know, early on I had this kind of, um, I was like getting behind myself a lot and it was like, yeah, it's going to happen. Like, you know, one of these things and had that energy and that kind of nerves and excitement and, and the drive was really strong. Uh, and then, you know, you do a couple of those where it's like three months and you're just like, you start to get beaten down a little. Nothing's happening. Yeah. And it does. It just starts to get to you. Yeah. And on that particular trip, I remember thinking like, man, I don't know if I want to like, just, I just want to hang back in Australia where things are slightly easier. and I don't have to think about the rejection. And you're surrounded in LA by it's the constant reminder. Yeah. And you know, when you don't live there, you know, I didn't really have a community at that point. So going out there was all about just going to those auditions and those meetings. And you know, it doesn't mean it's busy when you get there. Sometimes you go out for three months and you have six appointments right. and you're kind of driving around in like the shitty rental that you got from priceless rent a car and, uh, living the dream, living the dream, man, <laughs> you know, eating at Chipotle and, and like, getting in your own head, probably way too much, totally like you have way too much questioning to what the hell it is that you're doing wrong. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but I do remember going to the audition for Jack Reacher, loving the script, like, like loving it. Yeah. And, thinking like this, we could do this. You know, I remember kind of trying to weigh it up. You sort of get schooled on why you didn't get things. And, you know, I used to get frustrated about why I would go for an audition and then they'd like offer it to Channing Tatum. And you're like, well, they were always going to get like, what was the point of me doing? You know what I mean? (laughs) Let's break the spirit of 30 young men right right now. Exactly. (laughs) So, you know, you get frustrated with those things that were just logical in the industry. Um, but I remember that kind of calculating, you know what, they don't need a movie star in this role. And right. like, it was a good little turn and I knew I could kind of nail it. So yeah, funnily enough, it, it you know, it, it went my way. And, and getting to work with someone like Tom, who yeah. from my, my perspective, it, you know, in talking to him over the years, um, I mean, this is a movie star and like a, like just like a crazy, like amazing human being in that like he's present with you 190%. Yeah. And I mean, did that, that must set like, a good standard for you when you're in your first kind of big Hollywood movie. Yeah, that was sick. And you're I mean, seeing was, this guy was, that like yeah. knows everybody's name on set. Could do everyone's job on set, yeah. you know, better than they could. And knows everything that's going on is, you know, incredibly passionate about what he's doing about the film. He's not there to just make 
Tom's experience better. Right. You know what I mean? He's there. He really is. I mean, I think he makes a certain kind of movie, but he knows what that product is and he knows um, what people expect from him. And, right. and he's so good at it. And that was really inspiring. And it was cool just from like being a young male to see a guy who like, you know, like really does do a lot of his own stunts and like throws these cars around. And I got to get involved with that. You know, we shot this chase, you know, I'm, I've been like acting for, you know, right. all of kind of you know, two months on this thing. And we're in the middle of Pittsburgh at night, like smashing cars into each other, flying across a bridge at 60 miles an hour. And that's like an insane. Right. And I'm looking across and it's Tom Cruise in the Chevelle. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck is going on, dude? So it was uh, awesome. So going back for a second, because you mentioned Spartacus, and this has to be both on a professional and personal respect, like a very yeah. important time for you, because, uh, you know, for those that don't know, Andy Whitfield was yeah. was a friend, and tragically- Totally. Um, you Can know, I just say, yeah. Be Here Now, the documentary that he uh, he made, uh, he had a crew follow him the last year of his life, just picked up the Audience Award at the LA Film Festival Amazing. yesterday. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I have to check that out. Yeah, that dude. Great. We finally, like, it got done. It was like a long- journey and uh i was involved in the fundraising campaign yeah. a couple of years ago now to get that thing finished and it's awesome to see all the people that worked on it really hard get a get a reward for that you know that's a shift for anybody it, like it, just personally speaking of like a peer or someone that you know and not you know a grandfather or whatever that goes through that kind of experience mm. and you know their life is shortened way too prematurely was that I mean, I don't want to minimize it by saying, was that a big moment? Obviously it was. Yeah. But talk to me, when you look at the perspective of getting to know him and seeing what he went through and going through that journey with him to respect, what do you, what do you think of when you think of that? Um, I don't know. I mean, look, I learned a lot from him about who I was and like wanted to be, I think, and how to like, this will sound kind of weird, but he really taught me how to like process like circumstances, mm -hmm. I think. And that was the biggest inspiration, like, before he got sick, um, you know, I, I kind of was just, I fell in love with this, this guy who had like such enthusiasm for what he did, but also, you know, um, learned how to like take negative circumstances and turn them into something that would strengthen you. Right. And I think that attitude is so essential in this, uh, in this, you know, circus that we're all a part of. Um, so that was kind of the main thing. I didn't really realize it at the time that that was the impact it was having on me, but, right. but I think that's it. Um, you know, on top of that, it's on a kind of, you know, really simple level. I mean, it just about kind of, man, life's short, you yeah. know, and like fucking do what you love. Yeah. Like don't waste this time. You get one. So like make it count. Uh, on a professional basis, like with all these opportunities you've been having the last few years, is it, is your process changing for the reasons for doing things? Are you instinctual? Do you have like one person that you look to? What's the... What's, it yeah, changed it, it changes and evolves. You know, I think I'm becoming a little more uh, confident in my own approach. I think when you're younger and less experienced, certainly for me, and I still go through it with, with particular jobs, you know, you question whether what it is you're offering is like worth anything to the people around you. And, mm -hmm. you know, there's that kind of inadequacy, like complex initially, and that kind of anxiety around like, oh shit, what if I get there and they've realize they've cast the wrong person. Right. Um, and I think now slowly I'm starting to learn that I can actually back my own instincts into these scenarios. And, right. you know, I don't think I'm the greatest actor on earth at all. I, you know, I have so much growth, but you know, it, it, it's nice to reach a place. Perhaps that's just maturity where, you know, you, you don't feel the pressure to necessarily act like anyone else does, yeah. you know, or approach a role like anyone else does. 
Um, it's just about what works for you. And, and I've had the, the joy of seeing like really different processes with, with, you know, people I'll work with. Right. Um, and how that affects them and, and sort of what they give up and sacrifice. And some of those are tools that, you know, I might kind of try out and like throw in the kit. Right. And other stuff, it's like, man, I, I just, I'm never going to be prepared to do something like that that way because it's not constructive for me. I mean, ha- having worked on some of these larger scale films, I mean, and Terminator is ginormous. It's, it's, I mean, the effects are yeah. obviously uh, crazy and there's probably an effect in at least half the scenes you're in. Yeah. Um, are you getting better at that skill set in its own right? That's just like something you have to kind of, I guess, yeah. gain experience. It's funny. With. Yeah, it is. Those sorts of things, those technical aspects are really, um, especially in big action films are, uh, you know, it, it could be quite demanding. And yeah, that's a funny thing. You know, it's like, it's not always easy and it's a different kind of acting you know, but it's still real. You know, I had this conversation recently about a talking about a smaller movie that like may or may not happen. Um, but someone was asking to see some, some tape, you know, and, uh, it was in an email and they, they'd said, uh, you know, we'd just like to see some more acting. And, and it was funny cause it dawned on me. I was like, we so often confuse that word with drama, right? you know, but really, I don't want any robots in the tape. I want real acting. I want acting. Yeah. And it's like, well, fuck you, man. Yeah. I was looking at a green screen, dude, <laughs> a tennis ball on a C stand. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. like, that's acting. <laughs> that's right. All right. That would drive you insane. You know? And I think we all, the thing is we all want to escape acting altogether. Yeah. That's the beauty of this stuff and, and, you know, create the reality for ourselves so we can believe it and therefore hope the audience do as well. Um, so it, yeah, I mean, look, some of that stuff is the most challenging you'll ever do, yeah. you know, even if it's not weeping on screen and like digging into your, you know, inner struggle, yeah. um, selling a moment as real when 70% of what's around you is not real. Yeah. It's tough. tough. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what, Terminator, Die Hard, these are franchises I grew up with that I, I geeked out on, still geek out on. Were they big for you? It sounds like kind of, sort of. Yeah, not, yeah like, it is kind of, sort of. You know, yeah. I think the romantic tale to tell is that, you know, I was just such yeah. a huge fan and I can't <laughs> believe I'm here. Um, it's not quite like that. You know, T2 was a massive film for me. Right. Um, you know, and I saw the Die Hard movies back in the day. Uh, you know, I definitely wasn't a comic book kid, um, but, you know, found myself there as we sort of talked about. But um, so wait, what were the movies? What were the what were the first? Like, were they Australian actors, Australian filmmakers? Or was it... Was it- yeah, Hollywood. but you know, I was never like a film buff as a kid. Yeah. You know, I watched movies for like entertainment. Like, if I, it's funny because Terminator is legit one of the films that, if I think about being a youngster, what I had like rolling back to back was was T two. But like the other film I can just remember watching was A League of Their Own with <laughs> Tom Hanks and Gina Davis and that Madonna song at the end dude oh. I don't I, I, my sister must have loved that thing and she was older so she drove the remote you know and like so yeah I grew up on Terminator 2 and cut, A League of Their Own cut your your arm and suddenly <laughs> League of Their Own and T2 come out that's it it really sums it up it's a yep. beautiful movie yeah. Penny Marshall I mean come on yep <laughs> have you because you haven't done <laughs> It's true. Well, and, and getting to know you through these interviews over the last few years and talking to you now, um, there I do feel like, I mean, do you have an itch to do something lighter to do, to like, yeah, kind of, right? definitely. Sure. I mean, it's got to be like, it's got to be something that I think is cool on some level. Yeah. You know, I don't think I'm at that age where it's about like, want to make a film my kids can enjoy. You know? <laughs> There's too much like dark adult 
territory I haven't explored to right. like you know get my own rocks off right. first. You but, do Darren um, Aronofsky before you do How to Train Your Dragon Six. Uh, yes, that's what <laughs> I'm getting at precisely. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, of course, man. You know, and I and I obviously want to. I mean, the the kind of action theme that is happening and we talk about a lot is is something that I love. But you know, as a someone that wants to be a versatile performer, yeah. You know, I'm 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 just as hungry to get out of that at the same time. What's the? Uh, I'm curious. Uh, I, I love Shia. Uh, just like in terms of someone, again, oh, yeah. from my perspective, he's totally present, totally there, totally yeah, unpredictable, and and acting as well. Um, Kate Kate Myers and that first yeah. first guest on the Happy Second Fuse podcast, which you're on right now. Really? So he, she's got it all started. So I love that cast. Can you tell me a little bit about what Man Down? What that yeah, I mean, like? it's sort of it's a bit tough to like really break down simply. Um, but it's it's a film that deals with PTSD. Um, you know, uh, we play uh, Marines, and um, it's kind of it's it's got a, a bit of a scattered timeline, which which makes the tone really interesting of the film. But um, deals with some really uh, I think important uh, issues. You know, with yeah. with what's happening with our vets and and how you know mental health care is is being dealt with. Um, and Shire is going to like blow people away with his performance. He gets a he gets a bum rap because he's a, he's an eccentric guy. Obviously, he's got yeah. he's like what well, he, he gets does. misread. He does right. Yeah. I'm always defending Shia. I mean, he's made some clearly some mistakes with some things, but um, he's so talented and so committed. He's a real artist, man. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing. I mean, look, he's not gonna defend it all day because that's not he's not it's not really there to it's not really there. So yeah. he's not making sure you're interpreting it the right way, and that's that is what art is. You know, it's open for you to receive it the way you want and. Um, yeah, he's definitely an interesting personality, but yeah. like I was, I I was guilty of it, you know. When I heard he was doing the movie, I was oh, like, here we go. Oh, "What's the deal? Yeah. Like, is he going to be a total freak show?" And right. it's covered in feces all man, day. What's going to happen? I mean, the dude blew me away, and, yeah. and not only is he a really good friend of mine, but I completely respect him as a performer, and and uh, yeah, I mean. Fucking, he's an inspiration. Well, and also going backtracking to one of the first things we were talking about, that conversation you had with him, he's somebody that's had to wrestle with that in a full-on way and has yeah. been very open about it. And for all of us to enjoy, sadly, the kind of like, you know, conundrum of like, okay, being a movie star, being an actor, making compromises. It's a funny thing because it's not, I think we all have an attitude based on wherever we are and how we think it works. And, you know, it's like you have to be careful with your words because- for him to say something like, you know, he, he regrets doing something like that or whatever, it kind of diminishes um, the opportunity he was given. And I think people who would really love to get that opportunity, it's easy for them to say like, oh, yeah, cool, man. Like, yeah. you know, and I think you you have to know how to put the brakes on in a sense. But, you know, that's a real thing, you know, and it's it's like we don't always know when we're making a decision that's going to affect us 10 years down the line. Sure. Um, and it's it's challenging to navigate as an actor because you start off being prepared to take on anything because it's just about getting a foothold and getting work and right. maybe it's money, whatever it is you're chasing. Um, but, you know, when you don't have a job, yeah. you'll pretty much find a reason why that one works for you, you know, on, on any level, you know. Yeah. I mean, you've talked to 100 actors that were in your position, for instance, for Die Hard. Yeah, they all would have taken it. Yeah. And maybe it didn't turn out to be the greatest Die Hard no, movie of all time. That's right. But you can't fault the logic of, okay, I'm going to work with Bruce Willis in a Die Hard movie of at the stage not. of my career. No. Um, I mean, the other thing that, that, that strikes me in both talking to you and someone like Shia is like someone that is really open and, and, and honest, I think, unless you're, maybe you're fucking like Daniel Day-Lewis saying this. Yeah. Yeah, this is really like totally impressive. Dark. But like, is that something that 
there's no other way to be. Like, I mean, it's too much effort to kind of like. It is for me. I think. Right. You know, I, I, um, yeah, I can't imagine the exhausting uh, demands that trying to like put a glazed smile on your face and just sort of the idea of that like makes me want to fucking quit and pass <laughs> out. Like, if that was really the expectation, and look, fortunately, I've never had someone guide me in a way where that's there's been importance placed upon that. Right. Um, I think it's dangerous sometimes, especially when you're young and impressionable, you can be led to believe you need to act certain ways. And look, man, it's, it's simple as far as I'm concerned. You know, it's, yeah. it's your upbringing, your perception of like human behavior and what's appropriate and what's not. And it doesn't mean, you know, I don't say things every day that embarrass my mom publicly. Uh, and I just have to apologize for that. Do you hear from her? She yeah, of course. What's the last time she... Uh... Oh, she got really upset with me for telling a story on uh, Queen Latifah once about... <laughs> I had a nickel for every time. <laughs> <laughs> but I told some story about stealing cigarettes from the shops when I was a youngster. Right. And she was like, you know, because from a parental perspective... That reflects like, on her? She well, was- yeah, it's like, my, you know, their friends see that stuff. It's like, <laughs> oh, cool, thanks. Like, I'm the parent that raised the cigarette-stealing son. <laughs> Does she listen to podcasts? I don't think they've said anything that's that's incriminated. We could go on. I mean, I could. <laughs> Have you ever been arrested? Uh, maybe. Oh yeah. They don't, yeah. We got. We we hit a vein. I've never spent a night in jail. Okay. <laughs> you broke out. <laughs> Kudos. I have a funny story about that. Actually, oh, let's it's go. not mine. No. <laughs> I just know a guy that did. What did uh, he got locked up for a DUI? Yeah. And there was some bungle. This is in Australia, a buddy of mine. And there was some like. Uh, some reason he was like left unattended and uncuffed and he just took it upon himself to walk out of the police station <laughs> and it landed him in prison for like 45 days. He didn't tell anyone. He didn't call anyone. He, he called his was... boss to say he wasn't going to be coming into work. Oh, for the, when the prison sentence. Yeah, and then got like legal aid and like copped some like, you know, minimal term. This man was Russell Crowe. Yeah, exactly. Potentially <laughs> <laughs> Well, um, so coming full circle, Terminator. You're proud of this one. You're happy. Right? I am, yeah. I mean, no, I'm thrilled. I mean, and, and ready for the fans, for all that goes with it. Yeah, I it's, guess, it's, you know, I don't really spend much time thinking about that. It's just, you know, look, man, I'm living in this really pleasant balance with things at the moment where, you know, the creative experiences are super fulfilling uh, and the trade-offs aren't that kind of uh, sacrificial, you know. I'm still pretty anonymous and it hasn't, none of this stuff has affected my life in a negative way. Right. Um, you know, fan support, that stuff's not too hard to navigate, I don't think. I'm not huge into social media and stuff, so right. I try and limit my, you know, engagement somewhat and I think that's probably more for my own health than anything else. You haven't been heckled on the street yet for... Uh, not really, It's no. usually positive. Yeah, it's, right. and that's fine. You know, that's, that's part of what we do and uh, I think you have to accept that stuff. I don't know what's going to come of this job. I've been around long enough now to expect kind of nothing and everything. And, um, you know, maybe it changes things really dramatically. Maybe it doesn't. And it's just another summer movie, but you know, I think, uh, it's a special project and we worked, you know, incredibly hard on it and I think it has a bright future. So if I'm a part of that, then uh, I'm proud to be. Do you know what the plan is for the for the next one? They've talked about this as being another trilogy. Yeah. Do you know specifically storyline? No. I know like a couple of little things, like moments that might happen. Um, but it's so dense that like... You can go anywhere. You kind of can. And, there, you know, there are people that do know exactly where it's going. Right. Um, you know, I just hope I live 
<laughs> I'm not gonna spoil <laughs> the <laughs> ending. <laughs> uh, I had a blast with it, man. It's it's a, it's a super fun summer movie, and uh, it's good to see you. I'm so, you, too, you, didn't tell, you didn't you didn't you didn't cry, so you kind of failed me in you that. You didn't get me there. You told me you were gonna I'm get just, me there. I'm just not that good, I guess. Yeah, you went. You tried to go deep, and we tried to for a second. I thought didn't. we no, we weren't even close, were yeah. we? Yeah. Uh, next time. Next time. There's always next time. It's good to see you, buddy. You too, man. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Thank Cheers. Um, cool. Before you run, I have one yeah. last a request question for you. Am I going to see you? Oh, am I going to see you at Comic Con? Maybe. Yes. Hopefully. Um, okay. So I'm doing a, a bit with everybody. Um, I did, do you know the com- comedian Rob Corddry? You ever watch? Uh, whatever. He's playing a guy that I call the spoiler assassin. So okay. you know how, like, when I talk to you and everybody. Um, you always, when I ask about Suicide Squad, you're like, I would love yeah, to yeah, tell yeah. you, but there's a guy that would kill me. Sure. This guy's actually the he's sniper. He's spoiler assassin. So yeah, so Got we're getting it. testimonials from people talking about him as if he's real. Okay. Would you be game to like, kind of basically what I would ask is like, I would tee it up where I would ask you about Suicide Squad. Yeah. And you could be like, look, I'd love to tell you, but there's, there's something that would kill me. And I would, but basically you reveal that there is an actual person. Yeah, sure. Is that cool? Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. All right. See how I go. Yeah. You know. Um, ba, ba, ba. Improv is scary. I know, I know. <laughs> the first sweat of the interview. Um, super psyched for your role in Suicide Squad. What can yeah, you tell me, me about it, man? Um, I'm not really prepared to go there. Just a little, a little tease about what's happening in Super Suicide Squad, maybe? Yeah, like, there's something you... I don't know if you understand, man, but there's like stuff happens to people that talk about that. I know I always hear people like joking about that, but like I just like maybe like what one character detail about Captain Boomerang? What's Listen, he like? Listen, man, like scary shit has happened to friends of mine, and I'm not gonna go there. So if we could just move on, that'd be great. You seem afraid of something. Are you? What's what's wrong? Is this like is this live or is this edited? We, we don't need to use it. I'm just worried about you. You seem like you're sweating. There's a dude, right? That comes after you when you reveal this shit, and I had a buddy of mine red dot on his chest as he was uttering these words. He was talking about Jurassic World last summer and, uh, you know, leaning into what was happening. A fucking laser popped up on his chest. He stopped. Laser went out. I know of people that have been clipped, man. People drop off. You know what I'm saying? Wow. And the last thing, his, his character's name is Cyrus Rooney. Can you maybe... It's what? It's Cyrus Rooney. Okay. So maybe something like, that guy's the creepiest, scariest guy I don't want to know anything about. Sure. That kind of thing. Um, so what do you know about Cyrus Rooney at this point? I don't, I, I don't, I don't utter those words, man. I appreciate it. If you wouldn't either, that's Cyrus yeah. Rooney. You don't want to even say I don't, name. Can you stop saying Cyrus Rooney? Cyrus Rooney is, he's just a human being. It's not going to hurt you. He's not a human being. There's nothing human about Cyrus Rooney. Are we done here? Can we go? Sure. Sorry. I didn't mean to make it uncomfortable. Oh, you have. Good luck. Cheers. That's the show, guys. I'm Josh Horowitz. This has been Happy, Sad, Confused. Hope you've enjoyed the show. Hit me up on Twitter, Joshua Horowitz. Go over to wolfpop.com. Check out all the amazing shows over there. And most importantly, check back in next week for another edition of Happy, Sad, Confused. Pop. Pop? Wolf Pop is part of Midroll Media, executive produced by Adam Sachs, Matt Gorley, and Paul Shear.